Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Welcome to Sawbones, a Maryland tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, um, I cannot seem to shake this uh, like throat gunk mm-hmm. that I've had. Can you like? Can you suggest yeah, this, any? Uh, this this cold that's been going on forever and ever. Uh, forever, and, I, I, and I, I at least I feel like I've been hearing about it forever and ever. Does it, does it right. seem that way to you? All like right, maybe Smart. I've been hearing about this. Like simple little cold that you've had. All right, for s- smart anger. Alec. Smart Alec. What are you having? Like home remedies? Anything you think of that might help? I mean, have you tried vinegar? I guess I can. Um, yeah, I could try it. Um, also, I, I not mean to like continue to to complain here, but um, I've been noticing some like dry skin right mm-hmm, around my scalp. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Stuff. Have you? I know you're not a dermatologist, but like, do you have any suggestions? Any ideas? Yeah, how about some vinegar? Well, um, yeah, I guess I could. I okay. I, I mean, I'm already getting vinegar. I guess I could try that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, vinegar. Uh, what about? Okay, uh, we need to start recording the show. I guess I already pressed record, didn't I? But like, yeah, doing, it's too late for that. Doing that the show parts, but super quick. Do not let me forget the uh, induction stovetop upstairs, the glass stovetop. Mm-hmm. I've have got to figure out a way to get it clean. It's really hard to clean off, and I I cannot figure anything out so sure. remind me to like check yeah wikipedia or well something. no I, I, I you don't need to do that just you know uh how about some vinegar okay sid you are suggesting vinegar for everything yep. right now mm-hmm. yeah it seems that way it's weird huh yeah, yeah it's weird it's weird what's yeah. going on well uh so vinegar has it, it's really like it's really hot right now like vinegar so hot yeah vinegar it's really popular and um, everybody's kind of on this, like not just vinegar, apple cider vinegar or mm-hmm. ACV, you know, for those ACV. of us, ACV for those of us in the know. Okay. Uh, people are really into it now. And usually I kind of shy away from these things, but I thought maybe I'd be more popular if I also suggested vinegar for everything. Okay. So you're just kind of giving in. Huh? Yeah. I'm just going to give in. Give I up, mean, who needs more, more research and science data? Just go for it. Well, take I'm, this, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, <laughs> I'm going wild. I'm like, you know me. I'm like into it. Like, you don't need a lot of convincing to get me off that science train and into that just like belief, <laughs> just like leaning into it train. So, um, what do you uh, 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 to do? It. Just tell me everything about vinegar. Well, I'd be following in a in a long proud medical semi medical tradition of using something like you know that we don't necessarily know that works 
uh, over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. uh, vinegar has been used since ancient times. Can I tell you something that I just realized? What? I don't even know what vinegar is. I'm going to tell you what vinegar is. Okay, good. I like, I, I know what vinegar is, but it's like, where did this come from? <laughs> Real quick, I do want to thank uh, Kara, Alan, and Erica for suggesting vinegar because it is so hot right now. So hot right now. Vinegar. So vinegar comes, the word vinegar comes from the French for sour wine. Okay. And this is probably because of the way that it was first discovered, or at least this is the thought. is the first time that uh, someone made vinegar, it was by accident. So you take some sort of carbohydrate, fruit, or, you know, some sort of wheat or grain or whatever, and you're going to ferment it, right? Right. And after that first fermentation, you're going to have alcohol. Okay. Woohoo. Yay. Let's stop there. No, we're not going to stop there. We're going to ferment that again. Okay. With a certain kind of bacteria that could randomly fall into some sort of container easily, which huh. is why this probably happened by accident the first time. Um, some some sort of acetic acid creating bacteria. Okay. Acetobacter, if you will. And that bacteria will create acetic acid from the alcohol and everything that was already fermented, correct? Right. This product is now vinegar. So you can imagine if you left something to ferment for too long out in the wild, eventually this would occur. Probably, now, most likely. When you say the alcohol, you literally mean like it becomes non-alcoholic again. Yeah, right? no, vinegar is not an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I, I would go so far as to say it's not much of a beverage at all. But... I, we'll get into that. Oh, God. I would, I would quibble. But no, so so the first, so it is sour wine in that sense. It's something that you fermented into something delicious, and then nature fermented into something. I Vinegar. I don't know that I would call it delicious personally. Um, and you can do this with any carbohydrate. So whatever you're starting with. So I mean, like if we're talking about apple cider vinegar, I'm assuming we started with apple cider there. Yeah. You know, uh, or apples, or you know, apple cider than apples. Um, but you could use any kind of fruit. You could you could use anything. That's why there are so many different kinds of vinegar, right? Right. There's so many different varietals of vinegar varietals of vinegar. yeah um there's actually two fermentation processes for vinegar and it doesn't really matter there's a fast way and a slow way and the only reason i'm bringing this up is because hold on i got i, I was i've been using my whole seat but i'm gonna scoot up to the edge two different ways of making vinegar hold on Shut up. The, there's Ow. only one is it my birthday already that i'm mentioning this okay because in the slow fermentation process there forms this substance on the top of as it slowly ferments as it's becoming vinegar it collects this substance on the surface of the vinegar type solution okay it's a slimy substance and what it's made up of is a lot of yeast and a lot of bacteria goo and it's all mixed together mm-hmm. in like this stew, this slimy stew that floats on top of yeah. the vinegar substance. Yeah. Uh, now, if you pasteurize vinegar, this will go away. Good. But if you're if you're really into vinegar, you don't want that. No, 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 because that substance, which by the way has a name, we call it mother. That is not a joke. It is called mother. Vinegar, mother, mother, vinegar, the mother of vinegar. That substance, uh, people think has a lot more health benefits, all these things that we're going to talk about, than just vinegar, you know, that's already been pasteurized, just the clear vinegar. 
So that gooey, slimy, bacteria yeasty mother is ingested by people for health benefits. This is the thing that just, I don't know why this is a trigger for me. Why is this making, uh, Cindy, we've talked about a lot of whack stuff. I literally have been about to throw up for 30 seconds. I don't know why this grossed me out so much. This really grosses me out. Oh my God. This is like primal. It's like instinctual. You know what I mean? Well, that's because it's a bacteria yeast goo off the double fermented fruit. Like yes. every, if like every impulse in your like <laughs> primal programming is not like, wait a minute. It's the junk you throw off of the thing that's rotted twice. Like, no, thank you. No, no. I mean, it probably doesn't smell good. I would imagine. No, Sydney, I think it smells bad. So but what if it's double alcohol? <laughs> what if alcohol leaves for the vinegar and it comes back for that? It's like, what's up? I heard you guys are throwing a party and it just gets you super not drunk. Not in the mother. Alcohol too. It's like a new alcohol that's like I, better than the old kind. I think, by the way, I think it's called mother because I think you can kind of use it like you would, you know, like a sourdough starter. Yeah. Like you have that little mm. bag that of weirdness okay. that I think you can use this to start a new vinegar. Okay. So I think that's where the mother comes from. Anyway, for whatever reason, that really yucks me out. And so, so, but you will hear, you will hear people say like, if you're going to use vinegar for health benefits, you don't want to use pasteurized vinegar. You want the murky, nasty stuff. Great. Yeah. Uh, Vinegar is more than just acetic acid, which a lot of people are familiar with that. Like, oh, it's an acid. It's some sort of acid. It's acetic acid. It is that. But there are a lot of other things in in vinegar and it depends on what you start with. But there are mineral salts and amino acids. There are some... Uh, trace amounts of different vitamins there's all kinds of stuff in there so you can't just take there is acetic acid that is a substance that exists all on its own that's not vinegar and you can't just dilute that and call it vinegar and pasteurize food with it or or, or, i'm sorry preserve food with it obviously the conditions aren't right for for fermentation but i do feel like sometimes if wine goes rogue like if you leave wine open too long or something like i do think it has kind of like a vent i can remember having kind of like a vinegary vibe that can happen I mean, that's not, that's not unheard of. That was probably, again, that's probably how this first happened. Mm-hmm. Somebody was making wine and it just kept fermenting. That and there you me. go. It could have been me. You know? So, so yeah, if you left, if you left something that, you know, was still fermenting out long enough, because uh, these, ac- these bacteria that make acetic acid are just floating around. They're just out there. Just around. One time I left Mountain Dew in my, the water bottle that was attached to my bicycle. When I was a kid mm-hmm. and I left it in the garage for like six months during cold season. And when I got it out, I thought it was alcoholic. I thought that I had fermented Mountain Dew. Uh, I hope you don't ever ferment Mountain Dew um, because a Mountain Dew alcoholic product would be amazing. No, it could really cause a lot of damage, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it would also be like, I'd be rich. Right. Like super rich. No, you'd I think be super a flavor rich. Of vodka. Isn't super there one of the rich. three olives? Don't they do like they have a Mountain, mountain Dew? I don't want to know. They, of course, I it's not labeled. This is why I drink beer, people. Okay. So this has long been used as a food preservative, by the way. Once we figured all this out about vinegar, it was a good thing to use to, to keep food from going bad. And for flavoring and things like that. Also, there are these weird stories that'll pop up like... Uh, Hannibal of Carthage used it to dissolve boulders that were in his path while he was invading Italy. I don't know the vinegar. If you, I mean, I guess like enough. You can just dump it on a boulder. How big is this boulder? Yeah. I have problems. But anyway, this I found this documented several places. So there you go. Um, there are a lot of biblical references to vinegar. I saw one person. I didn't count. I don't know if this is right. Said that vinegar is referenced as many times as wine in the Bible. Wow. I don't know if that's true. You can check that. Okay. Cool. Uh, 
Hippocrates used vinegar on everything. He really liked it for wounds, for sure. Uh, It was thought to clean wounds and disinfect wounds and help wounds from healing. Before we really knew what infection was, it was thought to keep them clean, especially ulcers. Uh, He also, the the Greeks and Hippocrates as well, used something with vinegar in it called oxymel, which was a mixture of uh, honey and vinegar, and it would be used for coughs, but also for just about everything else. So I want to tell you about oxymel. Okay. That's okay. pretty good branding for Greeks. Yeah. For the ancient Greeks. It sounds good. Yeah, well, it also sounds a little like a narcotic, which is upsetting to me. But... Yeah, a little bit. So oxymel was four parts honey and one part any vinegar. Um, apple cider is a popular idea now, but I, I think if you scan through the, like, the references from Hippocrates, he never says apple cider vinegar. He just says vinegar. It probably wasn't apple cider vinegar, in all honesty. Yeah. You could just uh, mix those together and you got oxymel, or you could boil it down with some water and have like a concentrated kind of syrupy thing. Mm-hmm. And then you keep that in a bottle basically on the shelf and you mix it with other stuff to use, you know, as like a, as like a restorative. So you can, uh, you can take it for fevers, you can take it for sore throats, whatever, whatever is ailing you. Um, they also put you put it in teas, and it would be used as like a base for a cough syrup as well, because you could boil it down to a syrupy substance. So, is apple cider vinegar was that made from like alcoholic cider? No. And well, I mean, yeah, vinegar? it would be alcoholic. Not like apple cider in the way that we think about like. You could ser- no, but I mean, if you had just regular old apple cider, you could ferment that into alcoholic apple cider and then into vinegar. No, okay. You know. Yeah. It's all just a continuum. Yeah. Um. The the weirdest part about oxymel, this is a strange thing. So I said, I've never heard of this. Uh, and as I was reading about it, this started in ancient Greece. And it was around until at least the mid-1900s. Oh, my gosh. That's how long this It's got to be like existed. a record, right? I like, had, and I've never even heard of it. I feel like this is a huge blind spot for me in yeah. my medical history. Yeah. Because you can find recipes for this substance, which... And I mean, they don't always call it oxymel, but it's the same thing that they're talking about. Uh, And it was in the pharmacopoeias from England, from Germany, from France, all the way up until the late 1800s. And it was really popularized in the U.S. when there was a book called Folk Medicine by Dr. D.C. Jarvis that was printed in 1958, 1958, that advocated using oxymel, which at this point was some sort of mixture of honey and vinegar in different, you know, different amounts Mm -hmm. for everything arthritis gout high cholesterol weight loss he said that it would extend your life so this has been around for a really long time and i think this is part of where when you get people who say like vinegar cures everything i think this is part of where that comes from especially Mm -hmm. that book in 1958 that folk medicine book that's where that love of vinegar starts to we see like the modern version of it yeah uh, Hippocrates had a lot of other uses in addition to the oxymel and then the wounds. Um, it was particularly good for head wounds, uh, for difficulty breathing. <laughs> <laughs> you could use some vinegar. And then also, uh, he did mention, because we're, we're kind of in the humor system of medicine, right? The four humors right. that you had to keep in balance. That it was much better for those who had too much yellow bile than those who had too much black bile. So something, you know, I would get your humors checked before you try vinegar. And then uh, it was better for men because it could irritate your uterus. So oh. he prescribed it to men more. I had no idea, Sydney. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You could have been enjoying vinegar. <clears throat> 
this know. whole time I feel like I, I've never been very um, sensitive about that. So now your if you, inability to enjoy vinegar. Yeah, if you could be the one, I just really don't want to be around it just in case like my uterus gets irritated by it. Yeah. If you could dye eggs with Charlie this year, just so I don't have to be around vinegar at all. Will you? Sort I just of don't. Walk, I don't even want it to seep through. Like, you, what if I spilled it on like my lower abdomen and it and it seeped through, through to my uterus and irritated it? Could you, know? you watch from a distance? Would that be okay? I mean, could you be in the same room? I could wear like a mask or Some something. I guess. Mask, yeah, yeah, I, I could do that. Okay. Or a scuba mask. That'll be fine. Yeah, a rebreather maybe. <laughs> In, in both ancient Greece and Rome, there was a drink uh, that members of the military would actually drink on a daily basis kind of to keep them healthy, uh, like a tonic called posca with uh, vinegar and, and a bunch of different herbs. Um, and that was just to, to maintain health, you know, and people who were probably already young. Like and a tonic. Yeah, yeah. Like a daily health tonic. Yeah. Um, and in the 10th century, we see Sangsi uh, advising the use of vinegar with sulfur to wash your hands between autopsies again before we even really understood infection or how to transmit infection we see people trying to use vinegar to to stop it hmm. um one really weird story about cleopatra and vinegar so here's the one weird trick about vinegar that cleopatra <laughs> doesn't want you to know <laughs> this is so there's this story that i found referenced of cleopatra and mark antony who have this bet he is eating a lot of fine, expensive foods, a lot of things that he's bragging about where they came from and how much they cost. And I'm assuming trying to like show off because it's Cleopatra, right? So yeah. like he's trying to show off. And she bet that she could do better and she could eat 10 million sesterces. Sesterces? What's that? It's a unit of money. It would be equal oh. to about $500,000 now. Okay. Uh, in a single meal. She bet that she could spend that, like that, that she could eat something in one single meal that would equal that much money, right? Okay. And he was like, "Well, obviously you can't. I get the finest foods, and they're the most expensive, and I don't even spend that much money per meal." So, they sat down to dinner together. They had a nice whatever for dinner. I don't know what they had. It doesn't matter. For dessert, she's brought out a dish, and when they lift the cover off, all that's in it is a bowl of vinegar. She then removes one of her pearl earrings puts it in the vinegar, and after a time, it dissolves. Oh, wow. She then drinks the vinegar, and she has now consumed the equivalent today, according to this story, of $500,000. She didn't even have to eat the other one, by the way. She can she, save the other earring. But she does, because she's hungry <laughs> for pearls. And she becomes obsessed with eating pearls as the only food she'll eat anymore, because she's got pica. Can you pay what, have pica? A, what I, like... This story is crazy to me because, like, take that, poor ancient Egyptians. We're eating pearls. We're eating pearls over here. Although, like, people these days do eat gold leaf. So it's like, man, eh, let's, let's not, not too get far, too, not yeah, too far too off pearl there. Um, does very, that really work, by the way? If you, Can you dissolve a pearl in vinegar? I don't, I mean, I guess it's an acid maybe over time. You, I guess you can. I don't see anybody contradicting this story. So I You're think just shopping okay. like some apocryphal stuff today, huh? You really no, are going wet story, and wild. Okay, this is not apocryphal because the person who wrote this story down, recorded it for posterity, is none other than Pliny the Elder. Okay, all right, you're done. I'm and cutting you off. You know my man Pliny does not lie. Okay. Because apparently he writes down everything. Yeah. Including this weird story about Cleopatra weird eating story pearls. he heard from just random people. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, any other countries where vinegar's like hot? Uh, we. I'm going to tell you about a lot more vinegar, vinegar lore 
uh, in just a minute, Justin, if you will first follow me to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious, and you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat, there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So, Sydney, you were going to tell me about some other countries where vinegar is so hot right now, vinegar. So, like I was saying, vinegar is is not just a modern phenomenon. It dates back to ancient times, and it crosses oceans. In China, it was used for lots of different things. Burns, dog bites, hernias, again, high cholesterol. It was considered essential to a healthy life. You must have your vinegar. Um, In Japan, there's actually, and I don't know what all 10 longevity rules are, but there apparently are 10 longevity rules the second one is less salt, more vinegar. Hmm. So. I mean, I I guess. I kind of like vinegar and salt, though. Just Especially m- on fries. Or maybe like salt and vinegar. 
Yeah. Yes, please. But don't mind if I do. Yes. But maybe this is why I won't live as long. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But like salt and vinegar together, though. Counterpoint. Yum. <laughs> so, I mean, yum. That's Delicious. our counterpoint. Kind of counterpoint to living longer. Yum. Yum. In, God, I wish that was a little further from the truth. <laughs> in plague times, uh, doctors were fans of using vinegar to protect themselves, or so they thought, from getting the plague. So they would rub themselves in uh, vinegar infused with herbs and essential oils, just kind of coat their whole bodies in it as a way to try to, like, you know, provide some sort of armor against their plague patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were actually, there's this weird story about four convicted thieves. And I'm not there sure. She goes again, folks. I know. Here I, I don't go. know. She's this, listen, something pla- like Lizzie this Guzzi. probably happened. Anyway, it's part of folklore, and there's a lot of that surrounding vinegar. Well, I know this story. How do I know this story? Because it's very similar to another story that we've told. But let me. Okay. Let me, okay, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. On. So there were four convicted thieves. I didn't mean to look ahead. And sorry. they were either, either robbing sick plague victims. Either that's the case, or. They were they they were robbing them, and then they got caught, and then they were forced to bury dead plague victims as punishment. One okay. of these two things are true. One, one way or another, they were being exposed to lots of people with the plague. Gotcha. Got you. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the important part. And they didn't get it though. And so at one point, they were asked, "Why aren't you getting the plague? You should be. You're around all these plague victims." And they said that what they were doing to survive it was rub a mixture of vinegar with a bunch of herbs and also a lot of garlic in it all over themselves. And then there's also mentioned maybe they were drinking it too. Uh, This recipe has, it has a bunch of different versions. The root of it is vinegar with garlic in it. And then there can be other things. And there are lots of different mythologies surrounding it. But one way or another, this is the beginning of Four Thieves Vinegar. Which is different than I think we have talked about before, Four Thieves Oil. Okay. Which has, a, I think, like some sort of similar story, not not exactly the same, but some sort of origin story involving four people who were stealing things. Either way, there is a Four Thieves Vinegar that you can use for various... Yeah, that, that's so strange. Yeah. ...ailments. Yeah, that's... So, that's... Really odd. And this is the this is supposedly the story of where that came from. I guess just whenever you um, when whenever you get it in your head that you need something fixed, you just ch- sum up that four thieves story. Exactly. And just go go and to go it works buy for everything. Something huh? something labeled four thieves. Um. Yeah. It seems like just looking right here, it seems like the four thieves oil is more like a essential oils kind of vibe. It is. It's yeah. an, that's where we mentioned that it. We it's talked an, about yeah, we oil? we talked about it in, in essential oils. I don't. I don't remember the backstory on why it's called listen, Four Thieves. Listen, listen. Vinegar is just oil that you put on chips. No. Mm-mm. No. Think about it. Nope. No. Think about it. Uh, in the Middle Ages, this was a bad idea, vinegar was poured over lead to make sugar of lead, which was used for sweetening cider. Uh, that sounds... As you that's nonsense. can imagine, while it is great for, for sweetening things, it is bad for getting lead poisoning or maybe good for getting lead. I mean, if you I mean, want to get it's lead effective. poisoning, it's, yeah. it's a great way to get it. I wouldn't do that. In the 18th century, we see mention of vinegar for, again, for everything. Uh, dropsy, poison ivy, croup, stomach aches. We talked about before on the hygiene episode, you could use vinegar to like soak a small sponge in and then hold it up to your nose because everything was smelly in the 18th century. Mm-hmm. Plumbing was an issue, you know. Yeah. So you could walk around with that little box, the vinaigrette, 
Remember we talked about this? Right, yeah. And you kept your sponge that was soaked in vinegar and your vinaigrette, and then you opened it up and like took a few whiffs when you felt like you were going to pass out in a Vinegar's particularly really smelly street. Vinegar's really finger on a lot of pots throughout yeah, medical it history. Does. We, we've, it, we've touched on a lot, it seems like. I know. <laughs> this is the thread that connects it all. There's also, you mentioned that you wouldn't want to drink vinegar. I wouldn't. Well, <laughs> not so fast there. Oh, I mean, don't try to tell me I would like to drink vinegar. I would not. <laughs> Guaranteed. Unless... There are there are switchels, which was a vinegar-based drink uh, that used to exist, um, especially if we look around like revolutionary times, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it even predates that, but especially in the U.S. Uh, vinegar-based drinks that they had some water, something sweet in them, like molasses would be a good a good example of a sweetener used for these switchels, ginger, and then of course the vinegar, and this was good basically for anything that ailed you. So you would make this. And it was also used as like a refreshing summer drink. So like if it was really hot outside, you would make yourself up a switchel. Okay. And it was a vinegar-based cooling drink. Vinegar was seen as a cooling substance in general to fight heat. So that's why we thought it would fight fever and things like that. But it was also just a good way to cool off after a just hot beat summer the heat day. With some vinegar. Uh, there's another variety, and you could mix it with alcohol if you wanted to. There was another variety don't. that was probably more often mixed with alcohol called a shrub which was the same idea except with fruit. And you okay. could make it just by like pouring vinegar over like berries and then letting it sit there for a long time and then taking the liquid. And you have this vinegar infused with some sort of fruity thing. That's probably not that bad. And I mean, you could, again, not a drink, but... when Well, you could, again, you could mix that with alcohol. You could drink it as is, and it, it could be used to cool a fever or just cool off. It was seen as healthier than water in large quantities. It was advised that like if you're really thirsty, don't drink water. <laughs> Drink, drink a shrub, <laughs> drink some vinegar. It was often used on ships. Uh, to, they thought it would prevent scurvy. We have learned that that's not true. Well, depending um, on what fruit they use, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. But it, it was actually, they probably wouldn't, I know what you're getting at, but they probably wouldn't have used a citrus fruit because part of why these were so popular is that you know how vinegar has a tanginess to it? Sure. Citrus fruits were not easy to obtain for a lot of people at this okay. time period in history. So if you didn't have that tanginess from a citrus drink, you could add vinegar instead and Just, you'd get that same. And that's, that is very refreshing on a hot day. Vinegar. Lemonade. And so, you know. No, okay. You can't. That's <laughs> what you're doing now is poo sticks. You cannot just say lemonade, you know, like vinegar. Like, what are you talking about? Tangy. Tangy. Okay. Yes. Okay. See, it's tangy. Sure. Uh, the thought on ships too is that you could use it to prevent scurvy. You could treat any illness you wanted with it because vinegar was in it, and everybody thought vinegar was a cure all. And then uh, you could also use it to clean your ship. Yeah, so, great. great. It's multi-purpose. Bring a jug. Bring a um, barrel. We see it soon after this proposes a treatment to control diabetes, uh, which is interesting, and I'll talk about why with some current research. But especially before we had any idea how to treat diabetes, vinegar was often used. Um, and then the use for wounds, the use of vinegar to clean wounds actually persisted all the way up until world war one where people were thinking that this was a good way to disinfect and, and keep bacteria from growing in a wound yeah so um so let's okay i have i have to ask like is it good for anything okay because i can get it i think that there's a natural thing of like if something tastes bad object i mean like i know in context it can but like you know your first response to that is that it does not taste good right um if something tastes bad but also doesn't hurt you, I think there's like would be an assumption made that like it's gonna be doing something good because it doesn't taste good. We see that a lot, I think, throughout medical history. The idea that 
because uh, something elicits some sort of response in your body is either like tastes bad or it's hard for you to eat or drink or it makes you throw up or makes you right. poop a lot or something, that it must be helping in some way. Right. I don't know why we think that, but that is a common theme throughout medical history. I'm going to break it down, though, kind of claim by claim when it comes to vinegar as to what, and this is just what we have evidence for, okay? Well, that's, uh, that's you know what? I'm... I have the list here. Why don't I just throw these at you and you give me like the the short answer? How's that sound? Okay. Okay. Infections. Uh, no. You'd think this would work. Let me just say this. You'd think this would work because we do use it as a food preservative. And in in the lab, we have seen that it can help to kill some bacteria that can cause infections however it's not as effective uh when it comes to like cleaning your house it's not as effective as household cleaner cleaners um and it doesn't it doesn't kill all the bacteria you would need it to to clean a wound so it, it really isn't a great choice for infection it does work to clean dentures and outer ear infections sometimes we use a vinegar solution we have some evidence for that um but it also can irritate the ear canal so Basically, in order to use vinegar to kill bacteria, we would have to use a concentration that would damage our own cells. So it's not a great choice. Uh, what about jellyfish stings? Uh, it will help with the pain, yes, but hot water is way better than vinegar. If you want, if you want something natural, what's more natural than water? Use hot water if you get a jellyfish sting. It Nail- deactivates the the toxin. Nail fungus? No. Lice? No. Warts? No. Blood pressure? In rats, we did see evidence that vinegar daily would lower your systolic, that's the top number, blood pressure, but that's never been shown in humans. You know what? I'm done with rats, by the way. Stop, everybody, <laughs> stop telling me that something happens in rats. It doesn't matter. They're eating Splenda like 24-7, and they die of cancer, and it's like, there's no, not enough Splenda. Aspartame. Like, everything gives rats cancer, they suck. Like, and everything fixes their blood pressure. I just think, I think that's an old joke, but I think it's true. Like, maybe rats just get a lot of cancer. Maybe just, okay. Um... CAD risk. Coronary artery disease. As I was about to enumerate. Justin doesn't understand my abbreviations. (laughs) There was a study uh, that showed women who ate a vinaigrette on their salad as opposed to some sort of creamy salad dressing were less likely to get heart disease. And so they tried to tie that to vinegar. I think there's a whole lot of other things you could say about that. Frankly, Um, as a woman who loves ranch, but chooses that vinaigrette because I'm trying. I see. I like vinaigrette. Anyway. Uh, cancer? I'm sure it cures cancer, right? No. no. No, there is nothing concrete to those claims. There have been some studies in labs, some anti, like, does it have some, does it reduce oxidative stress? Like that whole antioxidant thing. But um, no, it is not, at this point, has not been proven effective against cancer. In, in one study, it was actually shown to increase the rate of cancer of one kind. In Vin- another study, it showed that it decreased, so we're kind of equivocal. And the apple cider vinegar... No. So vinegar gives you cancer. You no, no, no. I didn't here, say that. D- I just said it won't cure it. It says here DM. So I'm assuming Dungeon Master. Um, or the, Diabetes this? Mellitus. Sure. Yeah. It, this is interesting. This is the one thing that I'll give I'll give vinegar a little bit. I think this is the only thing I give it. Um, when they did some studies where they gave people vinegar with meals, they found that their sugar after a meal, their glucose after a meal, was not as high as, as somebody who didn't get vinegar before the meal. So that it somehow helps you use the glucose a little better so you don't have as high blood sugar afterwards. But we need a lot more study before we figure out what role it would play and if it's even worthwhile. Is it enough that it would even be, you know, because if it lowers at a point or two, is it even worthwhile at all to use? Is it actually going to help to prevent diabetes from getting worse? I have no idea. But I do think it would be interesting to do more study on that. Uh, Real quick, weight loss. 
Uh, not really significant. No, there was one study that showed that you got full faster if you took vinegar, and that's all that we've ever been seeing. That's uh, all we've ever seen. Heartburn. There is no evidence that it helps with heartburn. It is entirely anecdotal, but oh boy, oh boy, there are people on the internet who will com try to convince you that it fixed their heartburn. I have no idea. I've never tried it, but there's no evidence for it. Uh, is there anything we can use it for? We do use acetic acid, so not vinegar, but the main you know, acid in vinegar is acetic acid. We use it in um, sometimes when we're doing an exam of the cervix, if we're looking for cells in the cervix that might be infected by the human papillomavirus, the HPV virus, mm -hmm. which can, which, which leads to cervical cancer in some patients. Uh, we can apply the acetic acid to the cervix and they'll turn white if that area might be infected. Okay. An area we might need to investigate for irregular cells. So that's okay. not really vinegar, but it is a medical use of acetic acid. And there is some stuff you need to know because usually usually I'll give things that are fairly harmless a pass as long as people aren't trying to convince you to use them instead of like don't go get don't, don't go see a doctor for your cancer just drink vinegar. Obviously I have problems with that. But there are some problems with vinegar. There was a patient who drank 250 mLs of vinegar, milliliters of vinegar a day and got low potassium from it, which can cause heart arrhythmias that can be fatal. So okay. too much vinegar is bad for you. There was somebody else who drank it to dislodge a crab shell that was stuck in their esophagus, and she wound up with a lot of damage to her esophagus from it. Okay. Uh, there were also some studies that showed in diabetic patients who took a lot of vinegar, while maybe their glucose was slightly better, they had more stomach problems. There's also been studies that show that it can cause more tooth decay than people who don't regularly consume vinegar, and it can interact with some of your medications. Diabetes. Is the silent killer waiting in your kitchen cupboard? <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Crab shell wounds. <laughs> what doesn't this sinister substance cause? Tonight at 11, vinegar. I would I would just say this about vinegar. It gives you cancer. No, if you're using vinegar for your food, you know, like most of us do, I think that's fine. I think if you want to use it medicinally... I would talk to a doctor first, always, always talk to your doctor first before you're going to try something like this. Um, I wouldn't bank on it. I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. Um, and just because, I think this just goes to prove, people all over and over again will say, well, you know vinegar is good because it's been around since Hippocrates. If you listen to our show, I hope you know that the fact that we have been doing something for hundreds of thousands of years does not mean that it's right or good yes. or helps in any way. We as humans will do the same thing over and over and over again, despite evidence to the contrary. So, uh, Folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to our program. I'm sorry that my voice still sounds like this. Hopefully it'll improve at some point in the future. Justin loves that his voice sounds like this, so don't let him fool you. No, I he mean... He sounds like low and gravelly old it, time. It does. It sounds awesome. But old time late night radio host. But it hurts to talk. Oh, It's really sad. Thanks but, also again to Blue Apron, who makes cooking at home easy. And don't forget, you can get your first two meals for free by going to blueapron.com slash sawbones. Hey, you looking for a new podcast? I would highly suggest you go to maximumfun.org and add any one of their fantastic shows. Uh, they've got a ton of good ones. Um, this week I uh, got into uh, We Got This, um, which is a really funny, uh, newer addition to the uh, to the Maximum Fun family. Um, it is uh, about two really funny dudes, uh, uh, Mark Gagliardi and uh, Hal Lublin, who uh, talk.
talk about a topic and try to like settle a, a long-standing debate. Um, one of the ones I listened to this week, for example, Best Girl Scout Cookie. You know, stuff like that. It is a, a really funny show, and they're really funny guys, and you should check it out. It's that and so much more at MaximumFun.org. Thanks to the taxpayers for Les User Song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thank you, as always, for listening to our show, and please join us next week, probably on Wednesday. Probably on Wednesday. Max Fun Drive kicking off next week. We got That means... Uh, uh, cool stuff. We got a cool sawbones for donors that we cooked up. That I think people are really going to dig. Yeah, I'm not entirely comfortable with its existence, but there it is. Yeah. I did it for you. It's gonna be great. Don't say um, I never gave you nothing. Let's talk about that next week. Till then, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. You guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my new baby, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. This is going to be a really fun look at things that I find curious, whether it's a menstrual cup, it might be the Romanoff family, it might be fracking, it could be Carly Fiorina. I don't even know. Who knows? It's going to be whatever I think is interesting. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. We're going to be bringing in content experts. I'm going to be learning the things. It's only going to take about 30 minutes for you to expand your baby brains with me and have a super fun time. So I can't wait to see you on our first episode of Getting Curious.